Hi, this is Sarah with Corn Fed a Witch. And I've got my LaCroix ready. I'm ready to talk some witchcraft for the next 30 minutes or so. So, I hope everyone had an excellent Samhain. I know I did. I went to the cemetery, which is my yearly tradition, and I saw a fox. That was pretty neat. I don't I've ever seen a fox in a cemetery. I'm from a small town, so I, I'm used to seeing foxes in and around the town because it's small, it's in the country, and yada, yada, yada. But I thought it was a pretty good, a pretty, pretty unusual sighting and pretty relevant. I actually looked this up afterwards because I couldn't remember what the fox symbolizes, but I do believe it means that you're going to get through whatever problem that you're going to go, that is going on, which is relevant because I've been going through a lot of personal issues here, and I just thought that was neat. It was really pretty. At least saw me too. At first I thought it was fake, but. It was not, and it ran away. It was so cute. So today, I wanted to discuss barriers. So, let's begin. I'm sure that you're familiar with uh, the, the practice of casting circles and going from like the north and clockwise around so that you have protection in your rituals. And it's not necessarily cast a circle, but it's, it is a good practice to, so that you have that extra protection. You can call the watchtowers and the elementos, elementos, like the magical mint elementals, so that they can watch over you while you're doing whatever work that you're doing and, and the gods and such. It is all, I strongly recommend doing this, especially if you're doing things with like spirit communication because you want that, you want that extra layer of protection. So, barriers is, so putting up a barrier is pretty foundational. I have it brought up several times whenever I'm discussing, disgusting. Whenever I'm discussing protection and general ritual stuff. And everyone asks about, like, how they can protect themselves against such and such, or someone's giving bad vibes, how can they do that, or my ex is cursing me, etc., etc. So, to kind of alleviate a lot of worries, it's good to have some berries put up. Different traditions have different types of, of barriers and different methods of doing them. I, myself, like if I'm doing, if I'm doing some sort of like spirit communication or what have you, I like to use salt water and I'll, I'll cast my circle with my salt water, my affirmate and some smoke. I, the smoke 
barrier that I set up. Well, it's not really like the smoke barrier, it just kind of helps cleanse the, the circle and I think adds a little bit of protection, especially if you're burning something like with frankincense or another herb that's really good for that. So that it keeps everything that needs, it keeps everything out that needs to be out and everything in that needs to be in. And that that's how I actually start a lot of my my circles. I want there to be that that separation between me and whatever. So other other uses of barriers are like to protect maybe against a negative coworker. I'm actually thinking about doing this because I realize that the negativity from my coworkers really affects me. If I'm not mindful and I'm not taking care to put up some internal barriers and such. So my plan is to get some stones. Now any really black stone is good for this, like tourmaline, jet, onyx, hematite. are all good at absorbing negativity and promoting healing. So I work in a cubicle, so I would put one in each corner just to create that little, make like add a little extra to my cubicle to keep the negative energies out. Now I mentioned internal internal barriers as well. What I meant by that is that sometimes it's good to visualize something protecting you against whatever. So my friend Stella actually mentioned like using like a spider web method of barrier. So if you if you close your eyes and visualize like a spider web forming around you. And that maybe there's some like protective light or strength and beauty and you put your will into it, that will that will help go against energies. But some people like a little more tangible. I know of one person who likes to bury stones in the corner of each of their property. That way there's a protection from you know bad energy and like whoever wants to do harm to their property. At my house, we actually have some blessings around the door that prevents negative energy from getting in. I wanted to create a familiar, but my girlfriend won't let me do that. She doesn't want me to create any spirit elemental or anything like that. She's not a witch, but and she is welcoming, but there's only any spirits that aren't supposed to be here. I gotta respect that. So, let me take a sip of my liquor right here. So, how can you create barriers? We can use some of the methods that I 
I did, or I mentioned, and you can create something your own. Really just put all your will into it, say this will not bother me, I am strong. It could be as simple as that, or you can make it as elaborate as casting a circle. So, I'm bringing up my notes here. Because I did want to bring up some spells. You know. My main book that I'm referring to, to today is Everyday Witch A to Z Spellbook. It's by Deborah Blake. Put out by Llewellyn. Which is pretty great. You can pick this up probably at your local New Age store. So I wanted to pick up some some spells out of here and read them so that you have an idea of what you can what you can do to protect yourself do to do, do so this one that I'm going to read is a protection spell and I'm sorry if you heard that. My cat just jumped down from the refrigerator onto the counter and onto the floor because she does not listen and realize that she is not supposed to be there. Darn cat. So, this one is a protection spell. And... The goal is to protect yourself or others. It's pretty simple, pretty easy to learn, especially if you're a beginner. So, and Deborah Blake has different sections in her spells in the spell book. There's like the goal, the optional extras, which are the correspondences, the notes, and then the, the actual spell or the charge that you do. So, the goal is to protect the self or others. The optional extras, the correspondences, are black candle, black cord or string, mirror, like a black scrying, scrying, scrying. Mirror is great if you happen to have one, although a regular mirror will work fine. If you are having a drastic problem, cast a formal circle and add a four quarter candles, which are the directions placing a black onyx or labradorite stone in front of each one. So, you can get like the typical colors of the aqua candles are yellow, green, blue, and red. I'll go into the, the details. And so, I am so sorry. Someone tried to call me. I should have put this in Do Not Disturb. Hopefully, I'm getting a tablet that's more reliable for my birthday well laptop actually but like I said the, the typical colors for the directions are red yellow blue and green I'll go into those in a different episode because I I want to dedicate an entire episode to a casting on a circle because there's so much that goes into it so and I'm sorry I kind of like nudged my drink there if you heard that. So anyway, as I was saying, 
you can cast a formal circle if you have a drastic problem and add four quarter candles, placing a black onyx or labrador stone in front of each one. And some notes. Place a mirror face up on your altar or table and place a black candle in the middle of it. Put the string or cord in the circle around the space you are using. If you wish, you can seal it with a dab of candle wax. Envision any danger or problems being reflected back away from you. See the circle being filled with protective white light. Then say the spell. The spell can be said for others with a few small changes of wording. God and Goddess, I call on you for protection from any dangers, man-made or natural, intentional or accidental, from within or without. East, power of air, calling you to blow danger away and protect me from harm. South, power of fire, I call on you to guard me with a wall of flame and protect me from all harm. West, power of water, I call on you to circle me with a river of safety and protect me from all harm. North, power of earth, I call on you to ground me with the strength of a stone and protect me from all harm. I am protected, I am protected, I am protected. So much it be. So you want to say that with all your will and conviction so that you have that extra length of protection. And they mentioned Labdorite, and that reminded me that I actually have a pendant of Lepezolite, which acts as my personal barrier against all anxiety and stress that I have. I notice that I'm very much more stressed out when I do, I'm not wearing it. Oh, I'm sorry, I do have a cold, so I'm sorry if you hear me sniffling. So, the next spell I picked out of here is one that deals specifically with maliciousness. Its goal is to defend against malicious intent. The optional extras are a white candle, mirror, chalk, or a bowl of salt, or a white cord. Draw a circle around you with this chalk, salt, or the white cord. Light the candle and visualize yourself being safe and protected, surrounded by a glowing white light that comes up from the line you've drawn. Point the mirror outwards to reflect back any malicious intent that is being aimed in your direction. Do so with love in your heart, not anger or resentment. Remember that anyone who sends out such negativity has issues of their own. This is best done in a fairly dark room or outside under the full moon. Spirits of light, protect me from the dark, let all words and thoughts directed at me with malicious intent be reflected back on the one who sends them. Keep me safe from those who would harm me, intentionally or unintentionally. Let the energy of light repel the energy of darkness and send it back. From once it came, so would it be. Afterwards, whenever you believe someone is directing this energy at you again, visualize the white light you summoned up for the spell and surround yourself with it. In your mind, create a mirror to reflect back the negativity. You will find this works remarkably well if you can do so with love and without anger or fear. That's also really important. Important. Because if you have any sort of anxiety inside, or if you're feeling any sort of anxiety, it can't affect your magic. And it can have un unexpected and undesirable consequences. 
So it's really important to focus. Now, the optional extras are correspondences, which you can do really any spell without them, but if they help you focus as much as possible, then use them. I am so sorry, I just, I just burped. So, the next thing, next thing I want to discuss is, well, this is our correspondence of the week. I am, um, once again, using Scott Cunningham, but instead of his herb book, I'm using his Encyclopedia of Crystal Gem Metal Magic, which is pretty nice. It has a 16 color picture insert. It's also from Llewellyn. It has a bunch of lore, and it's pretty reliable, especially if you're a beginner. So, the the stone that I picked, the correspondence of the week I would like, is um, Jet. It goes by a couple different names. The both names are Witch's Amber or Black Amber. Its energy is receptive. The planet is Saturn. The elements are Earth and Akasha. Deity is Sybil, and the associate herbs are Lavender and Sage. Its powers are Protection, Anti-Nightmare, Luck, Divination, Health. So a really good barrier stone. Well, it's not really technically stone. It's it's petrified wood. So the magical ritual lore. Jit is fossilized wood millions of years old. It's a black, glass-like stone. Because it is black, it is associated with the element of earth, but due to its organic origin, origins related to Akasha. Jet shares with Amber the property of becoming electrically charged when rubbed. Due to its mysterious nature and electrical properties, Jet has long been considered a magical stone. When Jet is continuously worn on the body, it is thought to absorb part of the wearer's soul. While this is true of many stones, Jet was presumed to be doubly powerful and such stones were carefully guarded. For in the wrong hands, they could be used to manipulate their original wearer. Ancient Greek worshippers of Sybil, the goddess of growth and plates, wore Jet to obtain her favors. Modern day gardeners also wear Jet to make their plants flourish. Along with Amber, to which it meant is magically married. Jet was found at prehistoric grave site. It was probably placed there to bring good fortune to the deceased or to guard the bones. Contemporary Wiccan high priestesses, especially those following a basic ritual pattern popularized by the late Gerald Gardner, often wear often wear necklaces of alternating amber and jet beads. Jet is a marvelous stone, but beware, much of what is sold is as jet is actually black glass. Purchase it only from a reliable source. It is super, super important to get them from, or get stones from reliable sources because they could be fake, especially if you get them from Wish. I don't think anyone who actually purchases anything from Wish thinks that's real, but just in case you're, you did not know. And some magical uses of Jet. Jet is receptive and therefore absorbs energies, especially negativity. 
This makes it a protective substance. It can be worn as beads, carried or placed behind, beside wet candles during protective rituals. It is a fine household protectant in place in the home. See witches and fishermen's wives and Old Britain prize jet as a potent magical protectant. They burned it in the household fires as an incense to guard their absent husbands. A small piece of jet is sometimes placed momentarily on a newborn baby's stomach to guard it. It is also a special traveler's amulet worn to ward off dangers while on the road or in strange countries. During the Middle Ages, jet was carved into images of beetles and worn for protection. To guard against nightmares and to ensure good night's rest, wear jet to bed. Place a piece under the pillow or hang it on the bedpost. Jet also strengthens psychic awareness. Place small shavings of the substance in a clear glass bottle. Fill with water. Let this sit in the sun for several hours until the water has warmed. Filter out the jet and drink this liquid just before trying to contact the psychic mind. Tiny amounts of powdered jet are also added to psychic type incenses or pour powdered jet onto a glowing charcoal block, still your mind, and scry it in fumes. In ancient divination, utilizing jet is what is quite simple. If you have a large axe and a fireplace or barbecue pit, place the axe head in the, in the fire until it's red hot. Enchant or empower the jet. Have a question on your mind or visualize a possible future endeavor that is troubling you. When it has been heated, move the axe away from the fire and cast the jet on it. If it burns, the answer is yes. Or, or in the course of action, or the course of action is favorable. If not, the action jet have determined that the reverse is true. Jet is also utilized in health and healing spells. It is worn to maintain proper energy flow within the body to avoid ill health. Jet is combined with blue candles during healing fires. Uh, combined with blue candles during healing fires, or is, is fumed with lavender and sage to promote health. That was a lot of reading. Scott Cunningham was pretty knowledgeable, but he was also pretty wordy, which is pretty common of uh, the classical authors. Doesn't make them any less important, but they can be tougher to read. So, that being said, Jet is amazing for barriers. I love it. I have a really cool, smooth piece of it that I like to carry around in my pants pocket whenever I fear that there's going to be like negativity. I also use it in com combination with hematite. You may see hematite in those, well, I say cheap because they're like usually $1.99 rings that break pre pretty easily. It's also really good for healing as well. So the next thing, I think that, that really actually wraps up what what I intended for this podcast I do hope you had a great Samhain and I wanted to let you know that my Patreon is up and running just look for Corn Fed Witch on Patreon and I can get you set up with monthly tarot readings or a shout out and it'd be pretty great I really I kind of want to put it together a uh, Cornfed Witch Book of Shadows that I may self-publish later. Who knows? But I, it'd be totally awesome if you could 
go and support me on Patreon. And it brings some good karma to you. And we all could use good karma. I'm also available on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can also send me your witchy stories, notes, and oaks, or what have you at cornfedwitch at gmail.com. And with that, I hope you have a wonderful week. And it is blessed, and you have lots of cats that you can pet. Thank you for tuning in. This was Corn Fed Witch with Sarah. Have a great night.